Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get you. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mashko. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Yes, you can kick it, Mauer. Beep you. I didn't like that beep at all. That that was like the gates of hell opened in his mouth. I didn't, I didn't like that at all. I, I he literally coughed up a pebble. It was so gravelly. I'm ready to kill. Let's go. I know what happened to you. Like you're extra bad. Two weeks of being away from you guys makes you want to murder people. Well, I haven't so, got to take out my rage on you. We've been seeing calm Mauer. You've been seeing calm Mauer all these years. Oh no, somebody better warn Stephen Amell. Oh. That's, I haven't a, had that's my... a deep cut of the joke, by the way, for <laughs> anybody who's listened for a long time. Maurer used to assault Stephen Amell. <laughs> I haven't had my weekly dose of yelling at somebody, so be prepared. Okay. You, you tend to yell at objects, though, so I'm sure you I yell at that. everything. Yeah, so what the hell are you talking about? I'm, I sit in my house by all myself. Right, I don't get right. to yell. We don't have the time for this. What we have are to be, we, we have about we have, yelling for? We have to be on time. We have to. All right. So we let's get started. It's Wednesday, so, and that means it's the comic-related current events. The comic-related current events. We got plenty comic of things to talk about. Current events, like Uncle Ben survives Heroes Reborn. <laughs> oh, Diggle returning to multiple CW shows. I like Diggle. J- James Gunn's gonna die. I don't. I don't. I don't. These people are threatening it. Put a little respect die. on Diggle's name. I don't like the way you just said Diggle's name like that. Diggle. Diggle. You a Diggle? He, Diggle. He, now. he got all Eeyore. Diggle's coming diggle, back diggle, diggle. to the CW. Well, that's what I do when I talk about the CW. All right. So all of the comic news is long-winded, so um, just... Don't worry, I got you. Okay, I'm about to say, because I'm going to try my best, but it's all... Okay, so we're going to start with DC. We're going to do start with the Justice League, and it goes big into Naomi. So do you guys know who Naomi is? She is a superhero that they recently created. Yes, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, one of the few good things that he did while over at DC Comics. She's Uh, from Seattle, right? uh, No, she's from an alternate Earth. (laughs) So, but this this plays a big role in the alternate Earth that she she lives in. So, for a real quick breakdown on Naomi, she comes from an alternate Earth where uh, the ozone layer uh, goes away, uh, mysterious radiation uh, gives 29 people superpowers. (laughs) Alternate Earth. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Gives 29 people superpowers. They have a civil war. A lot of them die. Some of them leave. The ones that are left, there's this dude named uh, Zimboda. Zimbodu? Zimbodu. Zimbodu. Zimbado. Zimbado. Anyway, that dude dude is like the um, conqueror of all of existence at this point. He's just a really strong, super powerful guy. Anyway, people weren't allowed to have kids. Naomi was born. 
um, to one of those superpower people. He freaks out. So to save her, they throw, they send her to our earth. So that's where she comes from. Um, and she, her powers, she can transform into like this armor that gives her the ability to manipulate energy with making her super strong and, and fly and shoot energy beams. And Zimbadu is very similar, um, but he can do what sideways can, which is uh, cut holes in reality and travel through dimensions. Who's sideways? So, oh, Jesus. Uh, Sideways was the DC's Heroes, not Heroes Reborn. What was that? Age of Heroes? What was it called? It was Damage? <laughs> no, we're going to make some new characters and forget about them in six months. I know. It was a shame because Sideways was cool. Sideways was like a Peter Parker-esque kind of character. It was a young Latin kid who was able to cut holes in reality and literally shoot. Use, that's what he would do. He would cut holes in reality and time travel or uh, teleport like a... like. Um, it was DC's Marvel ripoff characters. Kinda. He was a Nightcrawler meets Peter Parker. Yeah. That's how I would He was cool. Him. Out of all of them, he was the coolest. I did like Damage. Damage was cool. Damage was also cool. We got, he got to be the Hulk for an hour. Yeah. He was kind of cool. Anyway, right. regardless, the reason why this book is important is Justice League number 61. Spoiler alert there. Um, they take the heroes into Naomi's universe. And what turns out is that radiation gives superpowered people a boost to their powers. So... Uh, black canary her uh, her canary cry is wildly powerful more than it's ever been like she 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 did do you remember in um uh the inhuman show when black bolt gets punched in the stomach but and he just goes and the car yeah. goes flipping it's very similar for her okay where she just takes everybody out with it she's like oh what the hell was that superman loses complete control of his <laughs> of his heat vision so every time he opens his eyes heat vision comes out so he has to he's flying around blind uh aquaman has a complete uh, control, not control, but is aware of all life in the ocean, but like everything's dead, so he becomes depressed. Um, and I think this is all just leading up to show you how Naomi, how powerful she really is. I mean, I think that's the goal here, is to make her a more prominent character. She was in Young Justice, now part of the Justice League with Black Adam, but uh, essentially, this is her now playing a prominent role in the future of Justice League books for a little bit. So if it's a character you're interested, I know she still potentially has a CW show coming out. I would look into it. This is a book that you might want to get if you're following along with this character. Um, but I, I like anytime powers get uncontrollable. All right, moving on. Good job getting the in, uh, the Inhumans reference in there, though. Uh, all right. Now, so now we'll move into Marvel's uh, Heroes Reborn, which has been a wild story. So Heroes Reborn is essentially Marvel wants to make DC books, uh, and they've given Jason Aaron's the right to do so. So all of the Marvel characters are all displaced in ways that you wouldn't expect, and the Squadron Supreme, which is the Justice League of, of Marvel, is now the main heroes. And Blade is the only person aware of this. Blade becomes aware because also he finds himself like eating regular stuff at a pub, and he's like, well, where, where's blood? Because like that's the thing that keeps him going, so because there's no blood, he realizes something's wrong. He doesn't want to be crazy, so he tries to find other people that know. He eventually brings Thor back around. If Captain America was never taken out of ice although we find out later on that's not true um and what other crazy things happen so hyperion here's the big spoiler for issue two hyperion takes out galactus by flying through his face and i i gotta say i'm just sick of galactus being used as this weird punching bag you know what i mean like everybody <laughs> like he's this monumental villain that scared dark side and now he's he gets decapitated by thanos he gets thor takes him out real quick he but he's gets, never really dead you have to remember yeah but he all but in this in this one hyperion flies through his face you can see all this blood coming out the back of his head which is like hold up isn't he like a being of energy 
Isn't he not a person? <laughs> like, where's the blood cut? They, they just wanted you to see how, how powerful Hyperion was. Like, he also kills the Hulk, spoiler alert, kind of, because it's a moral Hulk. But he, like, kills him, like, a bunch of times because he just has to keep incinerating him with his eyes. But Hulk very much feels like Solomon Grundy mixed with uh, Bizarro because he's speaking in this kind of reverse way. He's like, you, you'll like me when I'm happy. Well, I think the all no, of them. All the, the number of times he's killed, though might be affecting him no he was actually banished to the negative um zone yeah well not the negative well i guess yeah um is it the negative zone for i'm now mixing up marvel and dc because i'm talking about the two what (laughs) (laughs) no it is the negative zone it is the negative so they they put a lot of people there but he he escapes and hyperion decides that he's too powerful so i have to kill him um but scarlet witch becomes half Quicksilver and is still a bad guy. So she absorbs her brother's powers, uh, which is wild. Uh, Ultron and Hank Pym merge together, so he has complete so control. who's the last MCU icon? MCU icon? Yeah, who's the last one standing after all this fighting? What do you mean? Well, it's still Hyperion and the Squadron Supreme. It's Right now, there's characters who are just pulling everyone out to realize that something's wrong. And we're okay. seeing that Hyperion definitely wants to keep things the same regardless. So Hyperion, by the end of the second issue, is like, all right, I know something's up, but I don't care. I'm going to fight to keep this world the way it is. Um, and Captain America comes back. And here's another thing. So Captain America shakes this man's hand and squeezes it and hurts Hyperion. How did the dude who just flew through Galactus's face get hurt by a squeezed hand of Steve Rogers? Well, like I'm, this see. book is is weird. Comics, but going, <laughs> but explaining Uncle Ben for a second. So all of this weird stuff that just happened. You've got the Juggernaut version of Doctor Doom. You have the Beyonders. Which is an with, awesome version, by the way. The Juggernaut. Yeah, but he Doom. gets he gets rocked to hell quick too. Like nobody takes on Hyperion. I mean, I guess that's the point because he's Hyperion. But I mean, everyone's just getting rocked by him. But. Because he's Marvel Superman, Marvel has his, or excuse me, Superman has his um, uh, Jimmy Olsen, and now that's who Peter Parker is. So in this world, uh, Flash Thompson killed the spider before it got a chance to, to bite Peter, um, so he never gets he never gets just powers. Step, oops, and 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 just becomes a, a nerdy guy who grows up, invents stuff. But his Aunt May dies in a shopping center when Hyperion throws a billboard at her by accident. Um, and Parker gets infuriated like he would. Uh, poor Uncle Ben <laughs> is now the one who survives. <laughs> Gives him the, the with great power comes great responsibility speech, but he's like, you don't need to have great power to, to be responsible, that kind of whatever. He flips it. Uh, and he wants to essentially take on Hyperion, but there's no way he can do that. And when he's going to see Hyperion with a drone, all of a sudden all these robotic spiders come. Hyperion comes in, saves everybody, but he still gets bit by one that starts turning him into this robotic spider hybrid. But with great power comes great responsibility, so he jumps out a window and kills himself. There you go. Uh, didn't I see don't that coming. Think, <laughs> I don't think what Uncle Ben meant is what the outcome was. I mean, this whole book is weird. It's very weird. Hey, it, who's it, writing this again? Jason Aaron's. And it makes I, sense. I'm so. How did Marvel like? I would love. I would love to know what DC execs are saying at this point. They I, gave him the Brian Michael Bendis treatment. Do what you want. You've made us a ton of money. You, you can burn a few million dollars of our money. But where's this going? Is this? I mean, is this really going to end with a Squadron Supreme versus the Avengers? Is that where this, this is, is going? going to end with a something happens and everything goes back to it normal, except for these one or two things that we really liked. 
Oh, sure. But still, I mean, if it seems like such a subtle slap to the face to DC, it's hysterical. Yeah. It's, right, it's moving on. Uh, all right. Deadpool. Um, this is a throwaway one, but Deadpool <laughs> finds out his greatest weakness is very similar to uh, Bat in the Sun. You guys remember Bat in the Sun? Those superpower beatdown videos that used to be cool. Yeah. But Back- the guy that owns it turned into a jerk. If that's what happened, all I know is that they started doing the Valiant show and everything from there suffered. But um, they did Harley and Joker versus Deadpool and Domino. And the way that Har- the Joker wanted to kill Deadpool was uh, spray him with acid, essentially, until he just uh, in- he couldn't uh, come back, kill him on a molecular level. So in this book, uh, this uh, Deadpool is decapitated and they're like, all right, he's we got to kill him. And he's like, you know, you can't. And they're like, all right, well, why don't we throw him in a coffin full with gas or filled with acid and then toss that in the ocean? And he goes, oh, I didn't think about that. That's a good one. <laughs> that might work. <laughs> so that's how you can kill him. Throw his body into some acid, lock it away. Well, it throw still it in the wouldn't ocean. kill him because he's cursed to not die. Well, it was the curse was removed. So it's back that to was? just as yeah, that the Thanos curse you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was removed. It's it's just back to his his actual powers again. All right. Now, in true throwaway form. Uh, Marvel news for Krang. No, Kang the Kang. Kang. Krang. Ninja Turtle news. Mm, yes. <laughs> Kang the Conqueror is getting a five-issue miniseries, uh, getting us ready for his introduction into the MCU, since he, we know he's going to be the villain in Ant-Man and Quantum Realm, Ant-Man and the Wasp. He's the- too complicated to give a quick... Breakdown. There's there's the only thing I could say he's a time traveling villain that's convoluted and I usually skip the books that he's in. I'm not a fan. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Usually when I find out King of the Conqueror is the main villain, I'm like, uh, okay. So right when this is coming out in preparation, we'll do a an actual breakdown show of him. I expect it to be much like the Super Baby and it's, it's a lot. Uh, Captain Marvel. It's a lot because breakdown. he even, he was even a good guy named Iron Lad for a little bit. Yeah. Like and you never know in what point in time you're getting him. He's kind of like reverse flash in that way because you never know what point in the timeline he's from. Yep. Let's um, move to TV and talk Loki. Which both of the clips that we got looked outstanding. I can't wait for this show. I, uh, I was excited for this show. Then I wasn't. Then I was. Then I wasn't. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and then now it seems like since he's not really going to be impacting... I don't see him coming back to the MCU main movie time, so they might actually be able to do more with him in this show because he's really not going to be impacting the movies. So this might feel like your normal TV show, unlike the other ones that are just kind of add-ons and like extra behind the scene, like you know what it's, I mean. And they set up a lot of things. I mean, I I really do think Falcon and the Winter Soldier set up a bunch of shows, yeah, and they movies. set up where I think this one can almost be season after season just its own like it's still going to be in the mcu but they can do a lot more with it i don't think tom hiddleston will go for season after season I, you're right i don't think this I, because of the timeline that he's in because he's not in the the normal 616 timeline he's in well no how would that he's work in every timeline how would that work because when they put the stones back because they multi the the many worlds theory for the movies doesn't isn't the same as the comics so this show is designed to actually 100% show how time travel and timelines work. Oh, it's actually going to be more convoluted than they said because I think they realized the writers wrote it one way and producers and other people presented it another way. So now they have to bring those two together. So with the time variance agency, I think they're going to actually break it down and give you that explanation. And I have a feeling it's going to be a combination of both of them. And they're going to say, well, if you do it this way, this works, but these things affect this. 
I hope they throw away the infinity stones or like the key to the timeline nonsense. I hope they get rid of that. So this will be more along the lines of WandaVision where you're actually having to think about what's going on in the show as opposed to Falcon and Winter Soldier where it was completely... Uh, I think it's going to be WandaVision meets Legends of Tomorrow. Mm. That's really what I think it's going to be. Legends first season, I'll take. Because he's just one of the Loki variants. Well, he's the he he's the only Loki there now, right? No, because they 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 make it a se- seem and through all the previews that there's still multi- all the timelines they watch. So there's still timelines out there that they're watching. They're not all gone, and that's why it makes me think they're going to explain time travel in the many worlds thing differently. Well, because yeah, theoretically, theoretically, there's a timeline where we didn't record tonight's show, right? And so, like, so our- I think that's what this is going to go into is. Yes, your timeline is affected in this way, but there's still all these other timelines available. Well, that's why I didn't like the whole Infinity Stone. Like, if you put the stone back, then that splintered uh, timeline disappears. Well, oh, did, didn't you just kill all these but people? that splintered like- <laughs> timeline disappears in your timeline. So it still exists outside of your timeline? There's another timeline where you never put back that stone. That's but that's right. That's that's Marvel Comics Many Worlds theory. But the sh- movies change that with the Infinity Stones being the anchor point. That if you put the Infinity Stone back, this timeline is, is corrects itself. So which I, is like, hold on. I love the <laughs> tangents you guys go on. It's, it's, <laughs> so it, it looks like, and me being a physics lover, it looks like they're taking sh- traditional string theory, combining it with Many Worlds. So each world has its own string theory. Does that make sense? Kinda. I, okay, for the sake of the show, because we're twenty minutes in, we got. Right. Let's let's go ahead and keep this moving. What's uh, although, the Easter egg from Loki? I, I would love to revisit that. That's <laughs> the elevator music. Uh, I think. Am I right? Yes. Yep. Uh, it was played in. Uh, what was it Schubert's? Yeah, Schubert's String Quartet Number no. Thirteen. It's playing in the elevator. Um, there's a trope among uh, TV with uh, you know songs playing in the elevators to do stuff. Uh, but basically that song was from or that composed piece was from uh, Avengers. Why did you say it like that? Composed composed piece. Because if I said it's a song, somebody will rip us apart for saying that's gonna be the name of music is (laughs) it's gonna be the name of this issue. Composed Um, piece. Moving on. CW's new poster of the heroes looks badass. I'm so excited. I can't wait. So I was talking to my neighbor yesterday and they were I gave them a bottle of the wine from Stephen Amell, and we were talking, I was like, you need to watch Superman and Lois, and I started talking about, like, we're going to watch that show. I'm like, it's the best version of Superman since Christopher Reeve. And you say that to somebody, and it automatically go, oh my god, I've got to watch it. But this poster, it just looks almost very swan songy, though. Uh, Right, I'm confused, because didn't, like, a bunch of these shows get canceled? (laughs) Like, I so thought Black Lightning two, was canceled, so was Supergirl. end this year, and then, uh, what, Stargirl's not even in the same timeline, right? Well, they have For a cr- different Earth. Remember, we talked about two years ago, when Superman oh, first appeared in Supergirl. And I said, it's going to happen, is they're going to change the whole CW around him. I have a feeling they're going to end what's going on and start rebuilding the universe around Superman and Lois. I guess for anybody who's listening to this and not watching it, because I'm sure we'll put the, the photo up when you're watching this on YouTube, but for anybody listening, it just says suit up. It's very similar or reminiscent to the old Justice League um, Snyder uh, poster with, with all of them standing together on the <laughs> rocks. there's color and light. 
Yes, only <laughs> you can see everything. Uh, and it's Black Lightning, Flash, Stargirl, uh, White Canary, Superman, Batwoman, and Supergirl. Uh, so all of the CW shows that are still around, even though I'm pretty sure Black Lightning was canceled, definitely Supergirl was. Um, yeah. And I think Flash only has maybe two seasons left in it. Dude, and with Flash, because we, we know we're losing Cisco, we know we lost HR, and now there's rumor that um, Caitlin's going to go. So that's not much left to that show. <laughs> Although it could take it back to the Flash's origins, just be a solo Flash character and have him going almost like the 90s show. As much as I would love that, it doesn't fit the CW formula, which is Until they have to it have. moves into the new formula with the Superman and Lois. Mm. Okay, this I would think that. I, I have a I feeling we're going to get the Justice League that we always wanted through the eyes of this new CW. This is hmm. their phase two. Superman and Lois is the start of their phase two, in my opinion. But and you on. think that they'll get rid of Flash? I think Flash is going to stay, but he's going to be broken. And he's going to be by himself. So they can then look at Flash through a lens of him not having a team. Yeah, but uh, what can... I'm saying is like, he'll become a, a side character in Superman? or he No, I think he's going to get his own show. I think he might start off... Uh, I don't know. I think he's going to keep the show, but I think the show as we know it's going to change. Like Supergirl is going to be in Superman and Lois. I already know that. So I think they might do something like that. I think there might be a flashing Green Lantern show. Like we'll get the flash in a new show. Oh, because I I was just going to ask, do you think there will be a Green Lantern? Well, we know with Diggle, we know with Diggle that all ended with him looking at a Green Lantern ring. But he said he turned it down. Hmm. So I think these crossover episodes that he's doing will be him trying to figure out what he should do. Because that would be uh, cool. A, a John Diggle, John Stewart, fl- uh, Flash show, Green Lantern Flash show. Yep. would be very cool. That would be very, very cool. I'd be and that keeps you with the ability to bring Green Arrow back for a cameo if you want. As the Spectre? As the Spectre or Green Arrow. Comics that shit up. So... <laughs> But yeah, we know Green... Uh, Green Let's start Green a petition. Landon. We know Diggle's coming back for Supergirl, The Flash, Superman, Lois, and Legends of Tomorrow, along with Batwoman. So he's going to be in all of them. This is a multi-show backdoor pilot for a Green Lantern show. Mark my words. Well, we already know we got a Green Lantern show coming on HBO Max, and we know that that Green Lantern movie's in the works, so they, they, they might be doing what they're doing with Kang the Conqueror over at Marvel and giving them that little mini-series. This is the mini-series of John Diggle. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens. All right. Are we already in movies? No. We got no. James, James Gunn <laughs> saving yeah. some characters. Yeah, so he started all kinds of shit. Uh, <laughs> he said there was a character he cut from the show. Uh, because he wants to use him in season two, and the world blew up going, there's already a season two of the John Cena Peacemaker show. And he's like, no, 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 guys. I said, I have a character for if, when, possibly, I didn't sign on for a season two, John didn't sign on for a season two, They didn't. HBO didn't say we're getting a season two, but that we can see now how these rumors and articles get written, because all they take is like two words out of a sentence to go, confirmed. <laughs> So, so I wrote a note, and I'm going to read that note that I put in the notes. Some money-hungry clickbait site posts that a season two was confirmed because of Gunn's tweet. Hmm. So, I wonder which site. It wasn't, but it was still that type of site. Giant freaking robot. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's who it was. That's uh, exactly who it was. All I, right. I, I hate to admit this. I'm excited for this next show. 
What, Modoc? Modoc. It would looks like <laughs> it looks like Harley. Like, and I love the new, the Harley cartoon so much. So it looks like Robot Chicken meets Harley. And the fact that his wife is Amy Garcia. Do you guys know who that is? She's the nerdy scientist from Lucifer. She was also on Dexter. Okay. Yeah. She was uh, Angel's little sister. Dexter mm. Angel. Okay. Um, yeah, but the, but Angel's not coming back. That show's going to uh, take place in the snow. And none of the original cast other right. than... Because it's going to take place. He's going to still be a... Uh, oh, I almost cursed. Uh, dude, nothing <laughs> makes me angrier than Dexter. And we can't, we can't do this. I will go right. on. I will ruin the rest of the show on a tangent about Dexter. Right. <laughs> but she's going to be playing Modoc's wife. There was a clip put out there. She is hilarious. Like, extremely funny. So whatever she brings to it is only going to be good. All right, let's get to, let's get to movies. Because this next one's a pretty big spoiler. No, I want to do one more thing because SNL was finally funny. With, uh, <laughs> all right. So they were doing a sketch with the Muppets beforehand. They had a fake commercial for a Disney Plus shows. And they were like, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Hawkway, Hawkeye and his boring ass family. <laughs> <laughs> like, just that zinger. And then the skit was funny, too. Could you imagine if that's actually what the show was? Like, they sit down for Sunday dinner. <laughs> like, you just see him show. chewing. It's the sure shawarma scene. Everyone. Every once in a while, the camera just pans outside, and there's Kate Bishop just shooting at that one makeshift uh, archery <laughs> section he has, and that's it. <laughs> All right, movies. Uh, Spider-Man 3 listing may spoil the casting. Mashko, you got this? Sure, sure. And this, th- take this with a grain of salt, because um, this is information that was found on IMDb, and as we all know, anybody could edit that stuff. But this one seems so strange and odd, at least to me, that could possibly it could, be it true. Could be a, yeah, it could be an yeah, oversight. So uh, uh, basically somebody uh, spotted a small but meaningful crew member addition to uh, the listing on IMDb um, under, you know, for the third Spider-Man and film. with his name. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to use my knowledge in wrestling. So I'm going to go with Askia Wan Ling Jacob. I think that's right. a pretty good one. So this person is listed as the personal costumer or Ms. Dunst. So as we all know, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Wow, that didn't come out right. Um, she played Mary Jane in the first, you know, group of movies. It's just really weird that that's her tagline or her, uh, you know, production note that's on there. Um, yeah, but anybody can add it, so it's yeah. But this is such this a is small, so weird. it's well, remember, inconsequential, mm-hmm. inconsequential. Like I have a feeling that Ms. Jacob was mm-hmm. excited added herself to it because she was proud to be on it Mm -hmm. not realizing what it could be i will say that with endgame there was so many crazy things like remember if you googled the cast of endgame um hugh jackman would show up yeah Mm -hmm. but google's things totally different that's even worse because they just kind of search articles and put that as their casting all that data is just pulled in from everywhere it's not just one source but that's my point so I would believe Kirsten Dunst would be in this movie more because everybody else from the original movie seemed to be in it. Like all of the other casting rumors with right. a dog with Dr. Octopus and, and um, Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Like right. if it we'll wasn't see. for the fact that James Franco was going through what he was going through, I have a feeling James Franco would have shown up in this movie. Uh, let's still- talk about casting rumors that have been denied. And I'm kind of happy for this, and I'll give you. Oh, a I'm right there with you. Seth Rogen is the one. Who, 
Seth Rogen is the one who plays him. <laughs> yeah. um, Emily Blunt dismisses the rumors about being cast as the Invisible Woman. I'm happy about this. As much as people love, you know, wanting to see her and her husband in those roles, I want them to go about ten or so years younger. Exactly. I would like them to be in their early 30s because that would explain why they haven't been around for these 10 years. They were still in college. They were getting their doctorates. You know, I would love to see Zach Efron and Alexandria Daddario as Sue Storm and Johnny Storm. Johnny uh, Storm, it, definitely. Because they, if you saw they were in Baywatch, the movie together, they have amazing chemistry. I could see them pulling it off, but 10 years, like early 30s at the oldest mm -hmm. would be the perfect MCU. And you would also get those characters to be in the MCU a lot longer and really make the first family almost the glue that holds everything go, uh, further together. Yeah, I, I hear you, but, you know, I still want that. <laughs> I still want Emily Blunt and I still want uh, uh, John Krasinski. Sorry, I do. I want that. Well, there, and we already know that they changed the design of Reed to look very much like John Krasinski. Uh, in the comics, so... But shouldn't there be, like, a 10 to 15 year difference between the two? Uh, I between mean, you what could, two? You could narrow that a little bit, but to preserve the sanctity of the Fantastic Four, doesn't she need to be that much younger than Reed? Why? She, uh, I forgot she is younger than she's him in the like, comics. Yeah, but that's... Uh, origin, but it's like he's 40 and she's 25 or something like that. Sure, but I, I don't think that's any... That's not an aspect that I think people are going to be sticklers for. I don't think people are going to go, well, you know what? She should be 20 years younger. <laughs> I don't I think I just want them to be younger in general. I just don't want um, those two. <laughs> and I don't like him as an actor. Oh, I do. I think he's great. So, uh, speaking of actresses I do like, we got a new Black Widow clip. I was watching it this morning. <laughs> And Scarjo, our new is, Black Widow in the new Black Widow clip. Yeah, you know what? That Yelena, she's gonna be she, our new Black Widow. She, she's, that's, you know who, you know who her cap's you. gonna be. You know who her cap's gonna be? John Walker. Uh, watch, she's gonna be the Black Widow on John Walker's uh, U.S. Agent Thunderbolts team. I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the clip is them in a car, and it's definitely not a fast car. And you see Black Widow trying to do her thing, and it's the sibling rivalry going on. What, so. if, what if the Young Avengers is the Young Avengers versus the Dark Avengers? Ooh. What if that's what this is leading towards? What if those aren't two separate movies? We shall see. Um, but yeah, <laughs> go check it out. We also have uh, James Gunn's death threats. So he's been saying from day one, don't get attached to anybody. I'm going to kill them. So now people are threatening him. With death threats if he kills certain characters. Dude, people are so dumb. Um, he also just... um, went on to talk about in another interview that he knew he was going to be doing an animal on the team right away. King Shark was the first person he thought of. So that's technically your first Suicide Squad member was King Shark. Not yeah. Harley Quinn. <laughs> King Shark. I, I, I mean, do my unless, King Shark impression. Hey, yo, but like, what character from Suicide Squad would people be so passionate about besides Harley Quinn that they would write letters about? Um, People Idris write Elba. letters about anything. It's, it's yeah, but just, what is uh, it? Is it he's Bloodsport? What's his? Who is he playing? You have to remember, it's not about the characters anymore. It's about the actors, which is the opposite of what they wanted initially. Oh, that's gross! I hate that. That's stupid. It's very stupid. It's just so Idris Elba and anything that's treated wrong, so they must hate the Office then. <laughs> no, so, no, I'd be upset no if King fans. Shark dies because I love King Shark. Yeah, King Shark will be the Groot, and he will sacrifice himself at the end. Watch. All right. Um, 
one last thing because we didn't open the show with it. I'm going to do a quick thing on it. Uh, AT&T realized they made a mistake. <laughs> so just like we did. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Um, AT&T was like, you know what? We probably aren't the best to run a media company along with our telecommunications company. So we already have Discovery merging with it. And it's not a sellout because they're still going to own a big chunk of it. But it looks like the people running Discovery Inc. are going to be running the new conglomerate. And the next rumor of that is DC Comics and Warner Brothers Games are also going to be broken off from AT&T. But people are scared because it looks like they're going to go to different owners, which could put a lot of games and the licensing in, you know, uh, a little bit of a, a disarray. What if that's how Heroes Reborn ends? What if Marvel buys DC and the actual Justice League fight the Squadron <laughs> Supreme and this is all just a backdoor entrance for the DC characters to enter Marvel? That's all, all right. this is. On that note, we're a few minutes late already. Superman kills Hyperion. Uh, go check out the Daily Bugle for Lego because it's freaking awesome. Wonder Woman takes out Power Menti Girl. do that goddamn thing. <laughs> the Blur loses to the Flash. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside. Dr. Spectrum loses to Green Lantern. Everywhere online, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Twitter, uh, that's Fireside Crew, but everywhere else, Welcome to Fireside. Oh, Mr. Mauer, that's Moshko. Give us your money. Dark Show. Loses to Batman. Yo, I'm a shark.